Welcome to the King's Cast, dynamic teaching recorded live at King's Church in Cambridge, England. We hope you are blessed and challenged by listening to the ministry today. And now, here's the broadcast. Uh, good. Well, we're going to start now, so we're going to have a video in a moment. And basically, we got to the point where Joseph and Mary have travelled down from Nazareth to Bethlehem, and they're just arriving in Bethlehem, and she is expecting her baby any minute. You need to take the house lights down, I think, and uh, we've got the video when you're ready. Thank you. So... Now, all this started for Mary uh, just nine months before. And an angel appeared to Mary and said to her something like this, Mary, you're highly favored before God. And you're going to bear a son, and his name will be Jesus. And he will be great. And he will be the son of the Most High. And he will sit on the throne of David and he will reign forever and ever. So his name was going to be Jesus. So can we have the PowerPoint? Can we have the first one, please? Can we have Jesus? Thank you. No, not that one. <laughs> just, just, can we have Jesus again, please? Take it off and put it on again. Thank you. Just Jesus. Okay, that's Jesus. Okay, so we got Jesus. Okay, so that was his name. And uh, then... Mary uh, wondered how this was going to happen because she was a virgin. She was not married. She didn't have any husband or anything. So she said, how will it happen? And the angel Gabriel said, well, it'll happen like this. The angel said this. said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the child born to you will be holy and will be the Son of God. Son of God. It is Christmas Day. Okay. So, okay. So, <laughs> Son of God. So, so that was the, that was the Son of God. So that was the, the name of the child. And of course, Mary was very compliant and said, be it according to your word. I'm your servant. So that was Mary. And then Joseph was very, uh, not very pleased about this because he discovered his girlfriend was uh, pregnant and it was nothing to do with him. And, uh, of course, he thought it might be somebody else and it was all very embarrassing for him and he wondered about finishing with Mary. And then, obligingly, Gabriel appeared in a dream. And in the dream, he said, don't be afraid to take Mary because Mary is conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a boy and he will be called Jesus because he will save his people from, from their sins. So, he also was told that the child was going to be called Jesus. So, both Mary and Joseph were told that the name of this child was going to be Jesus. Now, this is very important because this name became the most significant name in the world. We've just been thinking about that. Is that right? The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is the name by which you can be saved. The name of Jesus is the name by which you can pray. You can pray in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is the name by which you can be healed. Stretch out your arm in the name of Jesus. 
And the name of Jesus is the name by which you can be delivered. And the name of Jesus is the name which is above all other names. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. That was it. Now, after this with, with Joseph, Matthew says this. He says, all this was to fulfill what was said in the prophet Isaiah, that a virgin will bring forth a child, and he'll be called Emmanuel, which is God with us. So he wasn't only the son of God, he was also God with us. <laughs> okay, so it's going to be God with us. So that's the, another part. He was not only the son of God, he was actually God with us. Now, I don't know if you, if the government suddenly said, everybody in this room has to go back to the place where your family came from in the first place. I don't know where you'd go. I'd probably go to Bradford or Leeds or something like that, which is where my family come from. Diane, my wife, would go to Derbyshire, the Derbyshire-Staffordshire border with Dove River, nice place around there. That's where she comes from. And some of you will go miles away. You'll go to... Uh, a family there from Sri Lanka, you'll go back to Sri Lanka to try and find where your parents were. So it's quite difficult to find out where your family came from. But surprisingly, both Joseph and Mary knew where their family came from because they had very, very thorough family records and they were able to track back their family 1,000 years to King David. And King David came from Bethlehem. So that's why they ended up going to Bethlehem. They, about 150 miles from Nazareth to Bethlehem. It's about the same as from here, me going from here back to Leeds. <laughs> so it's about the same sort of distance. And uh, that's why they ended up in Bethlehem. And uh, Bethlehem was where David, David lived in, uh, many, many, 1,000 years before. And uh, so, so Mary and Joseph went there, and then, of course, we found that they had difficulty finding accommodation, and eventually they found that little stable, and in there she had a baby, and she wrapped him in cloths and put him in an animal feeding trough, which is called a manger. You never hear the word manger any time apart from Christmas, but that's what it means. It's an animal feeding trough. So that's where it was laid. Now, nearby in the fields were some shepherds, Probably the same fields where David used to sit playing his harp when he was a boy, the same place at Bethlehem. And they were looking after the sheep. And then they, an angel appeared to them. We don't know if the angel was Gabriel or not, but it was certainly an angel. And he said, fear not, for I bring you good news of great joy, for unto you is born in the city of David, which is Bethlehem, a saviour who is Christ the Lord. And this is how you'll know he's wrapped in cloths, and in a manger. So that was the sign. So they went to Bethlehem, found the child wrapped in cloths in a manger, and they worshipped him, and they went around telling everybody about it, how wonderful it was. So that was what happened there. Now, when the, when the angel talked to those, he told them three things about Jesus. He said he was a saviour who is Christ the Lord. There are three things about him. So he's a saviour. Can we have that, please? Saviour. Okay. Now, because Jesus means saviour. It means Yahweh saves. And uh, so he was a saviour. 
And then he was the Christ or the Messiah. That one, please. Okay. <laughs> Jesus is the Messiah, the Christ. He's the anointed one. That's what it means. He was the one they were expecting who was going to sit on the throne of David. So that's the one they're expecting there. Messiah and Christ mean the same thing. They're just in different languages. One's in Greek, one's in Hebrew. So that's, that's the, the other name of Jesus. And also, we have not just the Savior, who is Christ, but the Lord. Yahoo! Okay. <laughs> so the Lord. So the Lord is also. Now, this was a surprising one because uh, the Lord was used of God. In the Bible, it was the actual word that they spoke when they spoke the name of Yahweh, when they read from the Bible. So this was God. So this was Saviour who is Christ the Lord. So we go to the shepherds, the last group of the wise men, and the wise men, they saw the star, of course, and they were looking for the king of the Jews. Is that right? They came to Herod and they said, where is the king of the Jews? So that is what they understood from what they'd seen or what God had showed them, that they were looking for the king of the Jews. Now, the king of the Jews is a very interesting thing because it's never mentioned again until his trial before Pilate. And in fact, Jesus is accused of being the king of the Jews. Remember, Pilate says to him, are you the king of the Jews? When he goes before the people, he says, shall I release to you the king of the Jews? Remember the soldiers they knelt before Jesus and they put a crown of thorns on his head and they put a purple robe on him and they said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spat upon him and they hit him around the head with a stick. Hail, King of the Jews. And eventually he was put on a cross. He was crucified by the Roman soldiers and they did not put on the, above him thief or murderer. They put... Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. That was actually his offense and the reason before the Roman soldiers why he was crucified. So he was the king of the... Can we have the king of the Jews? There we go. Okay. So he was the, the king of the Jews and, of course, they, they came before him and the wise men knelt down before the baby and they gave him the gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, little knowing that the king of the Jews, which is what they thought he was, just the king of the Jews, was actually the king of kings and the lord of lords, and that he would reign forever and ever. He was not just the king of the Jews. He was more than that. He was that, but he was also the king of kings and the lord of lords, and he would reign forever and ever. Yeah. Good. Now, uh, we've got, I've got a couple of spaces on there. And I, in the next few minutes, I'd see if you can decide what's going to fit in those two spaces. So you have to listen carefully and see if you can decide what goes in there. Because John, the apostle, was a very good friend of Jesus. And uh, he, when he got older, he decided to write about the life of Jesus. And he, he wanted to write it in a particular way. He wanted to write it so that people would know that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of God, and that they would believe in him. 
That's why he wrote it. And he started it off. He, he wrote about the coming of Jesus, but it was completely different. It, there was no stable. There was no Bethlehem. There were no shepherds. There were no wise men. He started not uh, with King David. He didn't even start with Adam and Eve. He started right at the beginning of time. And he said something like this. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now, this was John the Baptist. He came as a witness to bear witness to the light, he, so that all men might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness to the light. The true light that lightens every man was coming into the world. The world was made through him, but the world did not recognize him. He came to his own home, but his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the power or the right to become the children of God. And these were children not born of blood or of the will of flesh or of the will of man, but born of God. And then John says an amazing thing about his friend Jesus. He says this, The Word became flesh and lived among us, and we saw his glory, the glory as of the one and only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. <laughs> it's good to learn the word of God, by the way. And if you're going to learn a bit, that's one of the best bits of the Bible to learn. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was, that was, uh, John's account. Now, anybody would like to guess the two entries on here that we've put up on here now? Word? Yeah, thank you. Can we have word? And the other one? Light. Sorry, you said that first. That's right. Word and light. He was both of those as well. Now, these are only a few names of Jesus and a few titles of Jesus. There are actually many more in the Bible. In fact, later on in John's Gospel, you soon come to the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. There are loads of them. And uh, they're really good to put all those things together in your mind. Now, we're going to just concentrate on one little bit of that passage which I... Uh, said a moment ago. So if we have the next slide, please. This, this bit. He was in the world. The world was made through him. The world did not know him. He came to his own home and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Now, I don't know. Imagine that you earn a lot of money and you do very well for yourself and eventually you decide to build your own house. You don't only build it, 
you design it and you decide exactly how you want it to be. It's your own place. And then eventually you get married and you have children and you have a family. It's your house, your family. And then one day you come back from work and you put your key in the lock, but it doesn't fit anymore. And you think, well, what's wrong with this? So you knock on the door and then your family appear at the top window and say, and you say, hi, I can't get into the house. And they open the window and they shout down and say, oh, hello, it's you, is it? We don't want you anymore. And you say, but it's my house. You're my family. You're my people. I designed this house. Everything is mine. You say, sorry, we don't want you. And that is what happened to Jesus. He came to his own, he came to the world that he'd made. He came to his own people and they did not receive him. And, of course, they did not receive him. In fact, they tried to kill him. They tried to kill him when he was a baby. And eventually they did kill him and put him on a cross. But, you know, the great thing is about that cross is that although it was the place where cruel men rejected Jesus Christ, it was the place where a kind God accepted us and forgave our sins and gave us eternal life. Because God twisted it round. It looked like a very sad event, but it became a very good event, a place where we can be saved. Now, this verse divides human beings into two kinds of people. Those who do not receive him, and those who do receive him. And today, everybody in this room will be one of those. You'll be either somebody who does not receive Jesus or somebody who does receive Jesus. And if you do receive Jesus, you have the right and the power to become the children of God. Now, many people receive gifts today. You've already got a few gifts. That's because somebody loved you. Somebody loved you very much indeed, and they gave you a gift. You give somebody something, and then you can receive the gift. You can either receive it or not receive it. You might not like the pair of socks that you got, and you might decide to give it back to them. <laughs> but you can receive or not receive. But the gift is given. And the great thing is that God gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not die, but have eternal life. Thank you for listening, and we trust that the word of God has inspired you today. For further information about King's Church, or to access our large archive of other recordings, go to www.kingscambridge.org. If you're listening on iTunes, we would love you to leave us some feedback. God bless and goodbye.